Hey everyone, welcome back to the C3 Podcast. This week, Pastor Robin McKinley brings us a very special Mother's Day sermon. Here's a short clip of that. Moses' mother, Jochebed, protected her child from a society in which he was born. This society was literally looking to destroy him. A mother's protection is a powerful thing, friends. We hope you enjoyed today's message, and if you'd like, go to c3potstown.com and plan a visit to join us in person next Sunday. All right, it's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day, moms. You are quite welcome. You know, moms are special people. Boy, I said, you know, moms are special people. There you go. But even though it's Mother's Day, I want to recognize a set of parents, mom and a dad, okay? We can do that this morning. I read this week that Jeremy and Christina are the 2022 Pennsylvania Foster Parents of the Year. Give them a big hand. Yeah. Now, Christina, I don't know if Jeremy got lost coming here or not, but but stand up. I want everyone to see you. I was going to wait till the dinner to say this, okay? They are going to be leading our young people. And uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I was going to wait till the, till the dinner at Shady Maple to, to announce this, but this is a great occasion because... They have a world of experience in leading young people. And they have teenagers of their own. Amen. You should have heard the rock, no, the, I should, won't say rock concert. It was, what kind of concert was it? A bebop or? <laughs> a rap, that's it, that's it. I keep forgetting that rap and music can be used in the same sentence. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We appreciate you guys. And I'm sure your kids do. Amen. Amen. So they're going to be doing some impromptu things with the teenagers over the summer. And then uh, toward the end of the summer, we're going to start a, uh, a teenage group where they're meeting on a regular basis. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Mother's Day. Listen to what some children wrote to their moms on Mother's Day. Angie, eight years old, wrote, Dear Mother, I'm going to make dinner for you on Mother's Day. It's going to be a surprise. P.S. I hope you like pizza and popcorn. (laughs) Robert wrote, I got you a turtle for Mother's Day. I hope you like the turtle better than you like the snake I gave you last year. Eileen said, Dear Mother, I wish Mother's Day wasn't on Sunday. It would be better if it was on Monday so we could have off school. (laughs) And then little Diane wrote, I hope you like the flowers I got you for Mother's Day. I picked them myself when Mr. Smith wasn't looking. (laughs) And then here's one. Dear Mother, here are two aspirins. Happy Mother's Day. (laughs) Amen. We have a gift for you, moms. We have a potted plant that's called a succulent, okay? I am told you cannot kill a succulent. 
In fact, I, I was also told there's only one person that we know of that ever killed one. I'm not going to tell you who she is. And it wasn't even Carrie. So there's two. And one of them isn't Cindy, okay? All right. Well, the next illustration uh, provided a spark for today's message. 12-year-old boy came to his mom with a list of things he had been doing around the house. And he was ready to be paid. His mom took the piece of paper and read the following. Wash dishes, $2. Mowed the lawn, $10. Watched my little sister, $3. Washed the car, $5. Cleaned my room, $2. Bathed the dog, $3. Vacuumed the house, $5. Cleaned the bathroom, $10. Well, the next day, the boy found an envelope on his bed, left from his mom. When he opened it, he found the $40 that he asked for and the following list from her. Carried you for nine months, no charge. Sat up with you when you were sick, no charge. Doctored skinned knees and elbows, no charge. Changed about 3,000 diapers, no charge. Drove you to soccer practice, no charge. Cooked you about 7,000 meals, no charge. Wipe away your tears when someone hurts you, no charge. Drove you to school when it was raining, no charge. Washed your clothes, no charge. Listened when you needed to talk. No charge. Do you think the little boy might have got the message? I'm sure he did. Moms are special. And they do so many things for their children. And much of it goes unnoticed. And you know what? That mom was, not, was right in not putting a price on the things she had done. Because much of what a mom does is priceless. This morning I want to take some snapshots of mothers in the Bible. Each with a highlight of an awesome thing that moms do for their kids. What moms give to their kids. So I'm starting your notes now if you're following along with your notes. Rispa is the first snapshot. It's a mom's unconditional love. How important is it, uh, how, how important do you think it is for a child to know that he or she is loved by their mom unconditionally? How important is, them, is it for them to know no matter what they do, whether they get an A or a C, whether they clean their room or don't clean their room? Whether they hit a home run or strike out when the bases are loaded. Whether they obey or disobey. No matter what they do, they need to know that they're still loved. I think we, we, uh, we all need to think about that, the way that we react sometimes to our children. You see, a mother's unconditional love is very important. In fact... It's priceless. Now, most of you have probably never heard of Rizba. 
She was one of King Saul's concubines. Now, a concubine was a wife who brought no dowry into the marriage. Now, she had two sons by Saul. Let me give you a little history of what was happening. Saul and his family were guilty of murdering Gibeonites. Now, Saul had already been uh, killed. David was now king, and the Gibeonites wanted revenge. So David allowed them to execute seven of Saul's sons. Rizpah's sons were executed along with five of the others. And they were left out in an open field. In other words, they weren't even respected after they were dead. They were left there for the birds to, to eat and the scavengers to come and tear their bodies apart. Now I'm sure that these two boys of Rispas were not sons that she dreamed of. And it certainly wasn't the way she wanted their lives to end up. Even though they were executed as criminals, Rispa still loved her sons. So listen to what the Bible says. It says, then Rispa, the mother of two of the men, spread burlap on a rock and stayed there the entire harvest season. She prevented scavenger birds from tearing at their bodies during the day and stopped wild animals from eating them at night. I mean, she had a love for her sons even after death. I mean, six months, day and night, she fought off scavengers so that her sons would not suffer further humiliation. Wow. When David heard about her love, for these two uh, guys, he gave them, along with the other five, a proper burial so that her, this mother could know that they were cared for. There's power behind the action of loving unconditionally. Moms, give your children unconditional love. The next snap, snap, snapshot is... A snapshot of a mom's protection. Jochebed. You remember who Jochebed is? Jochebed was the mother of Moses. Jochebed's son was, was born at a time when the Egyptian government issued an order that all males were to be killed. They were to be thrown into the Nile River so the crocodiles could come and eat them. Talk about a tough time to be a mom. Or about a child needing a mom's protection. Listen to what the Bible says. Pharaoh gave this order to all his people. Throw every newborn Hebrew boy into the Nile River. You may let the girls live. About this time, a man and a woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. Moses' mother, Jochebed, protected her child from a society in which he was born. This society was literally looking to destroy him. A mother's protection is a powerful thing, friends. Mothers have a natural instinct to protect their young. It seems that this is something God wired into his creation. Go up to an animal with, when they have a, a, little ones. And, and see how fast they try to run you away from them, 
Doesn't matter who it is, adults, um, humans, or animals. God's wired this into his creation. Do your children need protection today? You don't have to answer that. I'm going to answer it for you. Yes, they do. There's a war being fought for the soul of your children. Satan wants to try to use anything that's out there as pawns to destroy your kids. He'll use anything he can. <clears throat> now, when television first uh, became a thing that it came into homes, okay? A lot of evangelistic preachers would say, don't let that thing into your house. It's just a one-eyed monster. And they just labeled every television. We know that television can be something that can try to take us away from our relationship with the Lord. But it also has a lot of good in it. And it's the same way. We can't arbitrarily say that all movies or video games, music are bad because not all of them are. But Satan will try to use those as pawns to pull your children away. Moms and dads, for that matter, they must, you must protect your children by monitoring those things. Satan will use society to tell our children that wrong is right. I mean, we see that now. It's, it's an obvious thing. If you're listening to what's going on around you and, and, he will try to blind our children and us to truths. Try to blind us from seeing, to destroy us, to destroy our children. Understand, our battle is not against flesh and blood. And parents, please hear me. Your children are not the enemy. Our enemy are rulers and authorities we have to go against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Our enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. And he will go from the oldest adult to the youngest child to try to devour, devour any that he can. Jochebed, she did what she had to do to protect her son. Now, how do we protect our kids? Well, here's some some quick thoughts. Open your eyes and figure out what's going on around. Have a relationship with your kids. Moms and dads, work on your marriage. Have a strong marriage. Pray. Pray. Maybe I should say it again. Pray. Model Christ in your life and in your marriage and in your home. And give them to Jesus. Give them Jesus. All right, let's move on. Next step, snapshot. Eunice, a snapshot of a mom's direction. Eunice demonstrated the greatest thing a mom can do for her child. And that is to lead them to a real, genuine relationship with Jesus. Listen to what Paul wrote to Timothy. I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice. And I know that same faith continues strong in you. I want to tell you something. 
First generation moms, Christian moms are good. What am I talking about? I'm talking about you as moms. You're following Jesus. You're teaching Jesus to your children. That is great, okay? That's, that's you and your children. But second generation moms who are serving the Lord are even greater. So your children are being led by you as a Christian and encouraged by their grandmother who is also a Christian. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, Timothy's mom, Eunice, directed him to the most important thing in his life, his relationship with God. Moms, there's nothing more important than you will ever do for your kids than to lead them into a faith relationship with Jesus. Now, I know some of you have done that. And your children are not serving the Lord or following the Lord right now. And sometimes we want to beat ourselves up. What did we do wrong? How did I fail? But, but I want you to know, you did what God asked you to do. You led them to faith in Jesus. You did the job, okay? Your job isn't over. No. You've got to continue to be a good Christian example for your, for your children. And most important of all, keep praying for them. Keep praying for them. You, you know why Eunice was mentioned in the Bible? You know why Lois, her mother, was mentioned in the Bible? There's only one possible reason they were even mentioned in the Bible. You know, Paul could have said, I see the faith that you were raised with and gone on. But he mentioned these two women because they had genuine faith and raised their child to follow Jesus. That's the only reason they're there. Let's move to the next snapshot. Mrs. Zebedee, a snapshot of encouragement. Encouragement helps us to keep going when we want to quit. It helps us to get up when we've fallen down. And it helps us to achieve dreams that were once thought, that we once thought were out of reach. Mrs. Zebedee was the mother of James and John. Look what she asked Jesus one day, okay? Then the mother of James and John, the sons of Zebedee, now Zebedee was probably his first name and we don't know what his last name was so we just have to call her Mrs. Zebedee, okay? Well, she came to Jesus with her sons. She knelt respectfully to ask a favor. What is your request, he asked. She replied, in your kingdom... Please let my two sons sit in places of honor next to you, one on your right and the other on your left. You know, people through, through the centuries have looked down on her for this bold request. How dare she ask Jesus something like that? But if you look at Jesus' answer, he did not deny her request. He said, it's not mine to grant. So he didn't have the authority to grant that request. She was no doubt an encourager to her sons. She wanted the best for them. She didn't want them to just slide into the kingdom to sit in a corner and watch others do the work. No, this mother taught her boys that their place was not on the sidelines. Her, their place was to be in the playing field, playing along where, where every, all the action was. And they were. Jesus chose them along with Peter to join him in his inner circle. 
You know, oftentimes you read in the scripture, Jesus, James, John, and Peter were together. And then James, he was the first of the disciples to be killed as a martyr for Jesus. John, on the other hand, he lived longer than the rest of them. He wrote five books of the Bible. He encouraged Christians through the ages. A trait I'm sure he learned from his mother. Moms, encourage your kids to do great things. And then the last one is the widow of Zarephath. A snapshot of a mother's provision. We see this mother in action for her son on two different occasions, okay? Now, the story, let me let, me let you know what's going on. Uh, Elijah was by the brook, you know, and God was feeding him with the ravens and the brook dried up and God told him to go to Zarephath. So he hikes over to Zarephath and he sees this widow and he says to her, he says, man, I'm thirsty. Could you get me a drink? So she, you know, they're, they're in a drought. But she says, yeah, I'll get you a drink. And she starts away and says, oh, and by the way, get me a bite to eat. Oh man, listen to what she says. She says, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. And I only have a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook my last, this last meal. Then my son and I will die. She was providing food for her son first and then for her. She had no idea that God was going to perform a miracle for her and her son. Elijah says, no, you go ahead and fix me something. And she did. And during the rest of the famine, that container of flour never ran out. And that jug of oil never ran out. God performed a miracle for her and her son. Well, that's just the first part of her story. The second thing, sometime later, the woman's son became sick. He grew worse and worse, and finally, he died. And then she said to Elijah, oh, man of God, what have you done to me? Have you come here to point out my sins and kill my son? When her son needed food, she provided it for him. When her son needed spiritual intervention, she went straight to the man of God. Moms are awesome. When God created moms, he created something special. I mean, you can't put a price tag on a mother's unconditional love, on her protection or her provision. You can't put a price tag on her life that directs her children to Christ. And you can't put a price tag on the encouragement that she offers. Don't even try it because they're priceless. They follow right in the footsteps of Jesus. You see, the things Jesus does for us are also priceless. And all those things I just mentioned about what moms do, Jesus is the author of all of those. He is the author of every one of those snapshots. I mean, think about his unconditional love. 
Scripture says, but God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us, even while we were sinners. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. Friends, that's unconditional love. In the Greek, it's called agape. And you know what Jesus does? Jesus smiles and says, no charge. That is protection. Scripture says, but you belong to God, my dear children. You have already won a victory over these people because the spirit who lives in you is greater than the spirit that lives in the world. Because Jesus is greater than the one who is trying to devour us. That Jesus guards us and protects us. He looks at us and smiles and says, no charge. And then his provision. Scripture says, you are his enemies. Separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. Yet now he has reconciled you to himself through the death of Christ in his physical body. As a result, he has brought you into his own presence and you are holy and blameless as you stand before him without a single thought. Jesus says, I'm providing you with eternal life. And he just smiles and he says, no charge. And his direction he says, I am the gate. Those who come through me will be saved. They will come and go freely. They will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. For, for clear direction and a set purpose in life, one that enjoys peace and life right now while we're living and for eternity we have joy forever Jesus smiles and says no charge and our last snapshot his encouragement let the following words from God encourage you right now in Romans we're told and we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. I want to tell you something. You think you're having a bad day today? Keep your eyes on the Lord because he's encouraging you and telling you that no matter what you're going through right now, it's going to, it's going to end up for good. Good for him and good for you. You see, when God created moms, he knew that they would be special people. I appreciate my mom. I called her this morning. We talked for a bit. In fact, the, the older I get and the older she gets, we talk more often on the phone because I love my mom. She was getting ready for church this morning, but she didn't say, you know, I'm, I'm not quite there yet. I need to make this quick. No, we talked. When she was, our conversation was over, it was over. It wasn't like I needed to rush or she needed to rush because my mom's a special person. My wife has become a special mom to her children. Oh, she gets under their skin at times, but I probably do too. You see, because God 
made mom such a special person. And that's across the board. It's, it's not just here or in the next state. It's all around the world. God made moms to be special. But let me tell you something. When a mom walks in the footsteps of Jesus, then that which God has already created in them becomes enhanced. Christian moms, you are super special. Because like Lois and Eunice were mentioned in the Bible, you too have that same, that same enhancement. Thanks for tuning in to this week's podcast. If you'd like to partner with us financially to spread the gospel further, please go to c3outlet.com give. Have a great week.